Yes, it is currently Thursday afternoon. Yes, the podcast is supposed to come out Wednesday morning. No, I will not be taking questions at this time. 9,393 days of frustration. And on the 9394th day of NHL existence, the Carolina Hurricanes have won the Stanley Cup. Welcome to Home Ice Advantage. With historical perspectives, modern-day deep dives, special guests, and a healthy mix of good, bad, and or hot takes, this is the best place for you to learn about your Carolina home games. I just want to say thank you, and I'm looking forward to this challenge. It's an honor, and I think we're going to do great things. Before I get into anything, right as I sat down to record well, today's episode, the Hurricanes officially released, announced, showed us the worst-kept secret in the National Hockey League, their stadium series jersey. And I, I, hot take here, I don't hate it. I didn't hate it before they released the new kit, I mean the full kit, but now that I can see the entire like ensemble, I'm good with it. Uh, the jersey... Is simplistic. Yeah, it's a one-and-done game. They'll never wear this again. Did you want them? Well, actually, I should lie. The the Stormy, kind of like Tuffy, that would have been a dope jersey. But this is a one-and-done jersey. I don't know what everyone was expecting. But if you actually look at what the team released, it's kind of dope. So the helmet itself has a ton of detail that I didn't expect. I guess it's good Carolina doesn't have a helmet sponsor. On the left side is the player's number and the photo. It's Ajo. Then the next side, next side, the right side, is the classic Hurricanes logo. And they, they look sick, guys. If you haven't seen it already, I'm sure it's all over Hurricane social media, so just check something. The pants themselves are special in that they have a warning flag on the right pant leg, which is a weird thing to say for a hockey podcast. But overall, I approve of the kit. I think Washington's is not the worst I've ever seen either. I'm fine with both of them. Absolutely fine with both of them. And just a quick side point to the, well, why did it take so long to get these jerseys? Why did it take so long to announce these jerseys? The very simple answer is that it, they didn't want to announce the jersey until they could sell them to fans. Just that's it. And if you have tried to purchase a jersey anytime soon, it is next to impossible to get one. Yeah, sure, you can go to the Eye or Dick's Sporting Goods and pick up stuff there. First of all, if you're buying it at Dick's, it's most likely not authentic. But if you want an authentic one, you can go to the Eye, but they have very limited options. So they had to restock a whole new product for the fan base to be able to order before they would announce. That's, that's what took so long. Just pulling behind the corn. That's exactly what took so long. I would like to ask uh, Waddell if when he was like, oh, we're still making little tweaks, did he mean the helmet? Because at the beginning of the season, we didn't know whether or not we were going to have a helmet ad, and then eventually they discovered that they are not going to make the amount of money they want to, so they decided not to. So I think those are new additions, but I also don't think that's what took so long to be able to see the jerseys. But moving away from the stadium series which we're going to talk about in depth so many more times. 
The Hurricanes have played two games since the last time I spoke with you. They beat the New York Islanders 5-2 thanks to a Sebastian Ajo hat trick. And then they have beat Dallas in a very just roller coaster of a game. That's what that game was. It was just a roller coaster of a game. Uh, but they beat Dallas 3-2 in Dallas. Martin Natchez gets the overtime run over the second time this season against the team from Lone Star State. We're not going to dive too deep into either of these games just because we have other things to talk about. And I don't think you come to me for game breakdowns. And if you do, why? Like, just actual question. At me. Send it to me on Twitter. Why are you listening to me for game breakdowns? That's just not... I'm more of like a news coverage guy. I'm just putting that out there. Anyways, uh, the Ajo hat trick was a natural hat trick. Just a hell of a time. He caps it off with an empty net goal for the hat trick, which normally is like, okay, well, it's an empty net. But he put everything he could into getting that empty net goal. Just 100% effort from Ajo to get that hat trick. And then in the following game in Dallas, whoo-wee! God, I don't know if they gave him some type of uh, new smelling salt that may or may not be laced with amphetamines. But God, if he wasn't running all over the place making a difference. He scored again in the first period, which means he had four goals in less than 30 minutes of game action. That's real. That happened. He just looked really, really, really good. And, you know, I can feel you. Well, Colin, it's Sebastian Ajo. That's what he's supposed to do. And yeah, I'm not saying like, oh my God, you know, breakout player. I'm just like, yo, Ajo is playing real good right now. Back off. Um, no updates on Jacob Slavin. No updates, which is, ah, you know, concerning. But we have to wait and see. Honestly, Chatfield has played well in Slavin's spot, but he's clearly not Slavin. I don't mean that in an insulting way. But Jacob Slavin is the best defensive defenseman in the league, and Jalen Chatfield is just stupid fast and gets to the places he needs to be. But his stick it just isn't as smart as Jacob Slavin. Again, not trying to insult the player. Dylan Coglin skated in his 100th career NHL game between the Hurricanes and Las Vegas Golden Knights. Or just Vegas Golden Knights. I get that wrong all the time. Not my point. And just, you know, claps for the kid. I have been outspoken on that I don't think he here, uh, which is a very respectful way to say what we all know. It seemed weird to me when the 100th game celebration tweets went out and people started responding with, oh, well, he's a bum. Dude, what? He has played 100 times more game than games than you will ever dream of playing. So please, celebrate it. It's a, it's a good achievement for someone who dreamed about playing hockey. You can say he doesn't fit in our system and say, hey, congrats, kid. All at the same time, two things can be true at once. I don't know if you know this. In fact, more than two things can be true at once. And then the last thing I'll get into before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, which is a very Irish way to describe that, but Brett Pesci, the pride of Terrytown, New York, knows how to throw a punch. Specifically... Like, a straight-up bullet with his left hand. It's on Walter Ruff's uh, Twitter account. He has the gift. It's absolutely amazing. If you haven't seen it already, go see it. Just, ugh. But we still have something to focus on. Max Pacioretty will not return, guys. Uh, We've been over this. 
And Andre Kasha will most likely not return. And Carolina has a problem. One, before patches went out, we needed another NHL defenseman. I think Max Lejao could be called up. I don't think they want to do that right now. But come playoffs, I expect him to be in rally. But how do I phrase this kindly? Dylan Coughlin cannot play on a Stanley Cup winning team. And Calvin DeHaan needs to be protected. He's just like he actually he played a really good game in Dallas. But he is on the older side. And I don't know how much he could take in the postseason, which is a way to phrase that. It's nothing against Calvin. It's just like those are the facts. It, in fact, that's what Don Waddell said before patches uh, towards Achilles again. He was like, hey, listen, yeah, we just need to focus on our depth defensemen. But besides that, we're set for a deep run. And everyone was like, yay! And then, boo! When Max Pacioretty um, unfortunately got injured again. So now we have two holes to fill, if not more. One, we definitely still need to find a way for Dylan Coughlin not to be playing in games. I, I, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. And we now have to replace a 30-goal score, if not more. That was Max Pacioretty. There's, of course, been a ton of stuff thrown around, and I want to talk about jokey stuff before I talk about the actual trade moves. So on Twitter a few days ago, I asked everyone for their stupidest, weirdest, craziest trade proposals. Everything was on the table, including our beloved Stormy the Ice Hog. The Storm Cello comes in hot with y'alls for yous and Pasternak from Boston. And no, I'm sorry. Like, Poss is a really good player, guys. I, I get this. And, you know, chances of re-signing, although I don't think we're going to want to pay that high ticket value. But yous down here? Yo, yous wants to head to cookout? It just doesn't sound right. Hey, yous want some cheer wine? It just, it, mm, nah, it, it doesn't. Yous think this sweet tea tastes different? And just, nah, nah, I'm sorry, it has to be y'all. I don't even use y'all in day-to-day life, but it, it, no, denied. Trade denied. Denied. Reese suggests that we trade Don Waddell to the Pittsburgh Penguins for Sidney Crosby. Gotta be honest, I don't mind this trade. I have one condition. Don has to play as Pittsburgh's 1C, and Sid has to be or general manager. You can't, like, Sid can't join the lineup, and Don can't manage the Penguins. It has to be Don as 1C, and Sid as the GM. But, trade approved. Justin tags in at the end to ask, does Sid get to wear Don's turtlenecks? And this is a very, very delicate question. Don Waddell was just traded away. I don't know if we should disrespect him in that way, but yes, Absolutely, if we get a first-round pick in exchange. A first-round pick solves all problems. Sid can wear the turtleneck as long as he delivers a first-round pick to the Hurricanes as well. Trade approved. At MRutherford1106 on Twitter says, To Carolina, the Stanley Cup. To the National Hockey League. The ability to have one person slap me in the face. 
in just this small scenario, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, it is denied. Denied. The only way to get this idea approved is to up the stakes. It's the Stanley Cup, not the Lombardi Trophy. Like, this thing has actual value. So, I propose this. The Hurricanes get the Stanley Cup, but Don Waddell, no, Nye, Rod Brindamore gets to smack you in the face after every loss inside PNC Arena for the next two years. But if you're up for that, and that's like you're, you're way okay with instead of a Storm Surge just getting destroyed by Rod Brindamore's center ice, then you know what? Trade approved. But enough fooling around, guys. Let's get serious. I mean, come on. Let's talk about, you know, nitty-gritty real-life things. Bo Horvat will not be coming to Carolina. And not because Don Waddell didn't try, but because Vancouver is melting down in spectacular fashion. Just, I don't even know where you would want to start with this. The team itself, the terrible contracts they've signed, what they did to Bruce Boudreau. I don't know. They're melting down. And apparently, uh, they only want, like, staple players from other teams. So in the case of us, they wanted Martin Natchez. And it's like, nah, dog. But it's not like they just did it to us. The rumor is, and, you know, with all NHL rumors, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Like, the salt that they use for industrial snow plows to get rid of black ice that big of a grain of salt but it looks like vancouver is only asking for like top six forwards in exchange for bo horvac which is insane because the only reason they have to trade him is because he doesn't want to stay in vancouver so the idea that we're going to trade away our top six guy because you can't keep your own top six guy is just stupid. I don't understand what's going on in Vancouver right now. But we're not going to get Bo Hovac because there's no way Don Waddell would celebrate the future like that. In fact, talking about Don, it's Don recently did an interview uh, with uh, Pierre Lebron from The Athletic. And as part of the interview, it's a good interview. It's worth the read. But in part of the interview, he was basically like, you know, we're not going to rush into anything. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll take our time and uh, see what we can do. And that is posturing by the Hurricanes general manager. 100% posturing. There was absolutely no way that they don't make a trade either right before or right after the stadium series game. One, you have a terrible power play. <laughs> Just god-awful power play. Hopefully, any potential trade would involve someone who will be effective on our power play that that was the saving grace uh, i shouldn't say saving grace but that was a silver lining for max petretti it was well, he's going to really help out the power play and then not so much but hopefully any trade would be for someone who could help out on a power play which means you need to get them in the lineup sooner rather than later and importantly the only reason that don waddell has to posture is because he doesn't want to show his hand of course every general manager in the league is going to see through it but he doesn't want to be like, hey, guys, I'm desperate. Yeah, I'll give you two first rounds for whoever. Like, he, he just can't do that. That would be bad management, and I'm fine with that. I would say, 
I'm not some of these like trade proposals that Hurricanes fans are coming up with are just straight up lunacy. The first one is done by Adam Gold, friend of the show, great guy, not my point. Who's like, hey, would anyone complain about TDA coming back? Yeah, man. What why would they not sign him? And then be like, okay, you know what? Yeah, go ahead and come back. I think, so for anyone who doesn't know, is Adam Gold, uh, host of the Adam Gold Show on 99.9 FM, The Fan, every weekday, and host of Kane's Corner Podcast, suggested that Tony D'Angelo would be great on the third pairing with Jalen Chatfield. And that's interesting, in fact. Like, I, you know, I won't poo-poo that idea. They're both pretty fast, and then Tony D'Angelo has the offensive upside already, and it looks like Chatfield might have it too. So that would be a lethal third pairing. My problem with it, is you're paying someone on your third pair $5 million a year, and it's someone that you already decided that you didn't want to pay $5 million a year. Carolina could have signed Tony D'Angelo for that. They didn't. They were fine sending him to Philly, where things aren't really working out. Shocker here that TDA and John Tortorella don't get along. But I've seen a couple of other, like, I don't know, guys. Be realistic, okay? Like... Dylan Coughlin is not going to get us a 30-goal score. It's not going to happen. We're going to have to give up something of value. I just don't think that it's going to be an active roster player. If anything, it will be a depth prospect and draft capital because we're the Hurricanes, and we always have an incredible amount of draft capital. I would also mention that our first-round pick this year, quite valuable because it's a stacked draft, but we're not going to get into all that. There has also been speculation of St. Louis Blues captain Ryan O'Reilly making his way to Raleigh. That was a lot to say right there. Anyways, I don't foresee this happening. One is that um, O'Reilly actually did an interview today, like as I'm recording with The Athletic, where he's like, yeah, I want to stay in St. Louis. Why wouldn't I want to stay in St. Louis? What are you talking about? And that could just be, you know, you're not going to say you want to be traded. You, The player himself might not want to be traded, but... It, St. Louis is going to make the call. But he's a UFA at the end of the season. And I don't foresee Don Waddell paying a lot for him. So I guess it all... Part of... And this is actually where it's very important. It's part of what... I guess the only silver lining to come out of Pacioretty um, not being able to play is that the Hurricanes are now the only cup contender with any type of cap space left at this point. The Colorado Avalanche, whether they make the playoffs or not, or at the cap, they have $115,822 of space. And they have someone on LTIR. New Jersey has $0 in cap space. They have someone on LTIR. Boston has $33,491 in cap space. They also have someone on LTIR. Toronto, $0. Have someone on LTIR. Tampa Bay, $0. They have someone on LTIR. So, Carolina, now being able to use Max Pacioretty's salary, most likely being able to use Andre Kosh's salary, have $9 million to play with. Listen, there aren't going to be a ton of buyers for the high-ticket players. So the hope is, Don Waddell, hey, no, we're not going to rush into anything, because we don't have to. I still think you will, but we don't have to. And that's what he's going to say to every other GM. And then, 
when they're like, okay, but we really have to get something for this player before they walk this offseason, Don Waddell is just going to be like, okay, well, I mean, future considerations, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He'll give someone just draft picks. Sure of it. I just want to point out that it's not time to panic. Things are dark. Don't get me wrong. Especially with no updates on Jacob Slavin and Max Pacioretty overseas to get a specialist to look at his Achilles. Things aren't looking great. But $9 million in cap space for the team that is second in the league, fourth in the Metro still, is a good thing. Some might even say a great thing. It happened because of gravely unfortunate circumstances. But a win's a win, okay? Remember that. A win is a win. So, and we're turning back to this. It's okay to be cautiously optimistic moving into the postseason. We have to, and I mean absolutely have to, make a move to become the true cup contender, you know, let's go on a deep run team that we're supposed to be. That sucks. But we have a lot of options. We have a lot of cap space, and we have picks for days. So we'll figure out what happens. Maybe it's possible that Don Waddell does trade someone in the active lineup. But if he does that, that means he's making a long-term move. He has decided whichever player pick one, doesn't matter, that is coming our way will be here for a long time, whether they're going to sign an extension or they just have a lot of term left on their deal. You know, we have things to look forward to. The last thing I'll touch on before the show ends, actually two things real quick, is uh, updates on Frederick Anderson and Jacob Slavin. There isn't any. Rod didn't talk about Freddie Anderson following the game and the team is traveling today. So we won't know anything until morning skate Friday. So the night before they take on San Jose, or morning before they take on San Jose. Or if uh, Kochekov gets recalled from the AHL, we know. But that hasn't happened yet, at least at the time of recording. It's just before noon on Thursday. So we'll wait and see on that one. Jacob Slavin, we know absolutely nothing. Just lower body injury, and uh, he hasn't practiced. So I doubt he'll play uh, Friday or Saturday either to be quite honest. And then I'll finish today with Bally Sports. It has hit the mainstream that Bally Sports' uh, parent company, Sinclair Broadcasting, or actually like Diamond Sports Group, something like that, is most likely about to go bankrupt. And, you know, I've seen some people pretty happy about it. And to be fair, Bally Sports, like, the service sucks. <laughs> like, the company sucks. But the people in Raleigh who present us with the games great people the good news is if it, they do go bankrupt mike maniscalco shane willis and trip tracy are all employed by the team they are all safe that is you know praise whoever nice job but there are people behind the scenes and even hannah yates who do not work for the team they work specifically for bally so if Bally goes bankrupt and they're not cutting checks anymore, you know, it's going to really affect people's lives. So I'm just saying don't, don't dunk on them so soon, guys. You know, think of the human element to this.
As always, thank you for listening to Home Ice Advantage. You can follow me on Twitter at Colin Home Ice. You can share the show, rate it five stars, best friends. And if you haven't already, subscribe. We get to do some pretty cool things around here, so it's definitely going to be worth your time. I'll see you again, probably Saturday night, since it was back-to-back games. But until then, go Canes.